0: Welcome to Apex Podcast. I'm Alex.
1: I'm Philip. A- and
0: the New England Patriots are not Super Bowl champions. Woohoo! Yay! Yes, we are finally freed from their reign of tyranny. <laughs> uh, other than that, Philip, how are you doing?
1: Fine, I guess. Uh, I went to Canada. That was cool. Yeah, we'll get to, uh, we'll,
0: we'll get to that in a second. We, we got some stuff. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We have some housekeeping. So. Yeah, the first five episodes of our podcast were funny, but kind of disjointed. Like, I was at a Super Bowl party, and one of my friends was like, So, tell me why I should listen to your podcast. And, like, um, because you're a good friend and you should be supportive. Like, I I feel like we don't have that kind of pitch, so I feel like we kind of need to do a little maintenance... So I think we're a lot more structured this week. We're talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about uh, Phillips' event in Canada, and then we have two games at the end. Uh, I have a Super Bowl Truths or Super Bowl Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, you and Colin are going to play that, so we'll see Colin's lack of sports knowledge exhibited this week. And supposedly Colin has something planned for us and won't tell us what that is. So you may notice that there's no showcase round this week. Um, For those of you who missed last week's episode, I made Philip bid on a $96 trillion showcase, so it's gotten a little out of control.
1: Yeah, just a little. Yeah,
0: so we're going to put that uh, under maintenance, or as Colin would say, under crucial construction. You do the math. But I have two points that I want to make before we leave that on hiatus. Number one... I found a brochure or something, a catalog, I'm not totally sure what to call this, of all of the different airplanes you can buy, so I'm a little bit bitter that only now am I finding that you can pay $96.5 million for a Boeing 737, Mm -hmm. so I'm a little upset about that. I totally would have used that. Number two, so as some of you may know, my job involves a lot of travel, and I discovered my travel schedule for the year. Are you ready to hear where I'm going, Philip? All right. Markham, Ontario, and it's just north of Toronto. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Seattle, Washington. I might get pulled off of that one because it's too big of a city. And perhaps most notably, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So after all that, I'm actually getting legitimately stuck in South Dakota. Really, now that life has imitated art, I think it's time to pull back before, I don't know, I get like run over by a NASCAR next week or something. Or <laughs> the U.S. economy goes to crap. Although, I don't know, have you seen the stock market lately? I, that, was, that was a joke. That was a joke. Leave me be.
1: I I I hope crypto I hope bitcoin's completely crash because you know my thoughts on that. Right,
0: because of uh, graphics cards. Yep. <laughs> so, uh there was a sporting event on Sunday.
1: Yes, it was uh the, the sport bowl.
0: Yes, what are your thoughts?
1: Honestly, I didn't watch most of it.
0: <laughs> Wait.
1: I only watched like the last 5 minutes. Oh. Uh, That's a shame. Cause I was you missed playing, a
0: fantastic game.
1: I was playing Clone Hero, but I, but I did see, I I did see the trick play. Oh yeah, which was
0: I? I love how much of a troll job that was because earlier in the game, I'm sure you saw later, but the Patriots on third down, like real early in the game, ran a reverse pass. So like, it was a handoff mm-hmm. to the running back, he pitched it over the wide receiver and the wide receiver threw it to Tom Brady who was wide Mm -hmm. open, had a first down and room ahead of him, and he dropped it. (laughs) Not to mention the fact that he got strip-sacked up five in the fourth quarter. Like, I was texting my Mm -hmm. dad, this game's over, Brady's gonna drive down and win the game, they left him way too much time. And then he gets Mm strip-sacked, which is hilarious. They have to burn all their timeouts. And then we'll... I, I have something to say about what happens next after that, but the Eagles, on fourth down, on the goal line, run a direct snap to the running back, pitch to the wide receiver, pa- actually, direct, or pitch to the tight end, then throws it to Nick Foles, who becomes the first quarterback in Super Bowl history to catch a touchdown. That's like, come on. yeah. Uh, Nick Foles thoroughly deserved the MVP award, uh, 300-something yards, three touchdowns. He had that pick that was completely not his fault. Like, I have no idea what Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey was doing, but he just threw the ball up in the air or something, trying to catch it, and it was just an interception on a silver platter.
1: See, I hope, I I really want more and more, like, trick, non-conventional plays in football, because, like... The standard formations are getting super boring, and like, and the fact that these options, like, it's not like against the rules. So it's just awesome to see like crazy plays like the one, uh, the Nick Foles touchdown. Like,
0: yeah, Bill like, Bill Belichick tried to reach in that bag, but the thing is, he Bill Belichick, for the record, is the best coach in NFL history, like without a doubt. But he made two really. Boneheaded decisions in that game Both of which I fully believe Bill Belichick would do Number one is benching Mm -hmm. Malcolm Butler Who is their second best player on defense For lord knows what reason He played I think 98% of the Patriots Defensive snaps over the last Three years And did not play a single snap In the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. Which I mean for whatever reason That could possibly be I think the prevailing theory right now, and we're recording this on Tuesday, so I'm sure more will come out, but the prevailing theory right now is he missed a meeting. For the record, Bill Belichick was interviewed about it during the game, and he said it gives us our team... He, get, he said it gives our team the best chance of winning. That's a load of bull.
2: <laughs>
0: and number two, so the Eagles are up eight. There's like a minute... A minute five to go. And the Patriots have no timeouts. Eagles kick it in play, which is the correct call because it makes the Patriots burn time getting back to the 25. So I, I have no idea who either of the people returning this ball were, but there actually was Burkhead at the end. Whoever their kick returner is gets the ball, runs out to the 15, and then tries to do like a reverse, like has Burkhead running the other way, pitches it back to Burkhead who gets immediately swallowed mm. up and tackled at the 9-yard line. So Brady has, like, 58 seconds and no timeouts to go 91 yards and then get a two-point mm. conversion, which ended up being still too much for Tom Brady, although he did have a Hail Mary there at the end. I have no idea what he was thinking. Like, there is a very minimal chance that, that goes right for a minimal gain. And a very, very large chance that that goes horribly wrong, which it did. So, I have no idea what Bill Belichick was thinking. He's, like I said, the best coach in NFL history, and he took a lot of the slack for that game. It was a really weird game.
1: Good. Good. (laughs) The Patriots needed to lose. Yes,
0: I agree. I I fully agree. Actually, I tried to find an Eagles jersey to wear to my Super Bowl party. I ended up just getting creative with some masking tape and some duct tape and some paper and made my Ben Rollisberger jersey into a Nick Foles jersey. I think I sent you the pictures of Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fantastic game. One of the best Super Bowls I've ever watched, if not the best. That was just an absolutely phenomenal game.
1: I like that it was high scoring.
0: Five stars! So what happened in
1: Canada? Uh, I I I witnessed uh, milk bags for the first (laughs) time.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Uh, it's so weird, and it's just so weird that they have milk in bags. Yeah, and it's like a bag with three bags in it. That's the weird. I think you described
0: Canada best, and I'll let you say it.
1: Uh, It's a parallel universe, America.
0: (laughs) It is. You are exactly right on that one. It's just so weird.
1: Yeah, it's just like, everything's just ever so slightly different. It's
0: Like, we we watched the Grey Cup, and it's just the same game of football, but Canadians play it, like, exactly how you would expect Canadians would play football. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Double Dragon, the National Ninja League qualifier, first ever National Ninja League qualifier in Canada. Uh, yep. Matt Van Brunschot put on the course. We're calling him out because it was a good course. Good job. Yes. So let's, uh, run through the course, shall we?
1: Yeah. Um, so first was, uh...
0: The steps and balance beam.
1: Steps and balance beam. Yes. Totally fair. Yeah. Uh, they were steps and a balance yes. beam. I then that. the Then the pole jump, uh... That was an interesting one. I kind of liked it. Yeah, uh, I it was, I was really
0: bummed that was, your that the uh, live stream camera cut, because I w- yeah. you kind of... The idea was that you had I, to, like... You had a pole, and you sort of had to do a pole vault. I mean, it wasn't obviously as large of a pole as the pole vault. It was maybe, like, I don't know, six or seven feet. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, I think it was a little taller. Than All right, that, so let, yeah. let's
0: say eight feet. Eight-foot pole. Mm-hmm. And you had to, like, place it on the ground, and then vault over to the landing pad, but there wasn't like a, mm-hmm. a divot or anything to put it in. You just had to do it on the flat ground and you kind of just one handed it and just used it sort of as a push and tried to long jump it and it worked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> barely. Right. Uh, my, the back of my foot almost touched the ground. That was, I saw it like the back of my foot. hmm and it was super close, but yeah. Then I was happy then that I didn't because I was. That's what I was afraid of failing. I. So yeah. Right. Um.
0: Then was and, the trapeze cross or whatever just a bunch of really long trapezes?
1: Which I cheesed. I like skipped the first one and then like one-armed the rest.
0: Yeah, and... I was having flashbacks to XT. I, I was thinking, <laughs> oh no, what if they DQ him again?
1: Oh, no, I asked Matt beforehand. Yeah.
0: In that case, I'm surprised you didn't jump out to, like, the third or fourth one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, a little bit too risky. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I I could see someone uh,
0: like Andrew Carson doing that. Because he uh seems like he always goes for, like, really risky but high reward strats.
1: After that was the balance beam to this barrel, to this balance beam, and I failed that because... I switched the strategy in my mind in the middle of it, and then I just lost my balance. That was lovely. Uh, yeah, that
0: was a really tough obstacle. It looked like a lot of people failed that.
1: Yeah, it was stupid of me. I made a really stupid mistake, and I know exactly what I did wrong. Because well, so, like,
0: like, I know yeah, your balance bold. is fine. You beat those two really hard oh, yeah. balance obstacles at Apex last year.
1: Yeah, and I've beat plenty of hard balance since then but it was just a stupid thing mm-hmm. uh i know it was half mental half just just not committing to my original technique mm-hmm. because if i would have had my original idea in mind i would have be mm-hmm. fine. so good lesson to learn two weeks before finals right exactly <laughs>
0: better you learn that before finals than at finals
1: totally yeah so yeah Still somehow got 15th, despite failing super early on in the course. And then after that was, like, this thing called the firecrackers that was, like, you had to put these, like, little bars and these hooks with hooks on them in the holes, and it was pretty easy. And then the ring jump, which was just a smaller, easier version of the... Which was a smaller, easier version of the, uh... Ring swing? Yeah, ring swing, yeah, from Denver...
0: I think it was in like uh, Orlando or something, uh, in season eight.
1: Texas, no, I think. Not,
0: I I have no memories of the last two seasons for some reason.
1: <laughs> but that one wasn't that hard. The rings, it was awkward. But like, uh, when I tried it, I like, I was like messing up some. Like, I would all my, I'd lose all my momentum trying to get up to the next one. But it was, I would just skip up and. Yeah, it, it looked it wasn't that big.
0: deceptive. Because it wasn't that it was yeah. difficult per se. It was just that it was on such a short pendulum, mm-hmm. basically. Because you're used to, you know, having these long chains and doing, you know, big swings on mm-hmm. trapezes and atomic holds where you have, you know, several feet of chain or rope or slack or whatever. And you're used to, you know, getting big swings with that, but that was you know no bigger than a foot. Mm-hmm. And so it was I think just unusual, not so much difficult, and people just weren't prepared for that. Although not a whole lot of people failed that. Then was a uh, ribbon row. Was that like stretchy at all?
1: Yeah, they were uh they were a little stretchy. Um <laughs> but uh want to know how I did it after? Sure. Uh this is so it was like five of them and then a rope like right at the landing. Uh I reached out to the second one swung to the landing.
0: <laughs> I'm kind yeah. of surprised that was legal to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah I mean you were allowed to skip them. I just major cheese. Yeah it, if it was you know. at a
0: bigger gym I'm sure somebody <laughs> would have like got like a like tried to get like a one or two foot running start like grab the fourth one and Swing to the finish, all in one fluid motion, just to skip the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and then.
0: It was uh, the arm rings
1: yeah, right? Arm rings, which were actual an actual like difficult version of the arm rings, right? Because there were five uh,
0: tracks there.
1: Yeah, and they were like wide. It was oh, weird. Really? Like it was like there was some wide reaches for me. Hmm. But yeah, those were pretty cool. And then stupid yoga ball. Uh. I I would have probably failed there if I had gotten past the balance thing just because it was such a weird wild card. Yeah,
0: I I feel like that really favors smaller competitors, no offense, which is something kind of unusual cuz you kind of dominate a lot of obstacles just by having long reaches and being able to skip a lot of stuff. Um for context, yeah. you had to like hop onto a yoga ball. Like every everyone's kind of seen you know, these yoga exercise balls. And you had to go and just roll it, yeah, without like okay. touching the floor, so you kind of yeah. had to get on like your hands and knees on this ball and sort of slowly push it across like twenty feet, you said right, at least, wow, yeah, yeah. it was now oh, it looked God. really difficult,
1: yeah, and then only five people got past that, and nobody got past the next obstacle, which was like walking across bricks that are stood upright and yeah, and then after that, you like went to like other balance pegs, and then trampoline to a rope, and then like a rock line, like rocks with like eye bolts hooked in them. So like they were hooked up just like plain old rocks. Yeah, that, that uh-huh. was really weird. Uh, I I was able to do that. It was cool. Yeah. I actually one-handed like all of them except the second to last one. Yeah, you said that
0: was really big, kind of like a UFO.
1: Yeah, and there was like an unstable bridge in the middle, and it was cool. Uh Then there's like a swing around on this weird branch, tree branch, what? or some thing of. No, there's like this. That next was like a like a circular rope swing, but it wasn't a rope swing. It was a like you grabbed onto like a hold that he made out of like a log hmm. and swung around. Cat grab, and then all of a sudden there's just like a trillion things after that. Like, and there's like a ring toss, but like. On rocks that were narrow, and then after that, lumberjack climb, then pegged down, then spider walk thingy. And then after that, bowling ball thing, nobody was able to get even past the second bowling ball. Uh, was that
0: kind of like a Cannonball Alley type of deal?
1: No, walking on actual bowling
0: Okay. Balls.
1: Only Matt was able to do it in demonstration. Nobody came even slightly close.
0: Yeah, like I, Uh, when I saw the spinning bridge in, I want to say Sasuke 27, this is like 2011, I tried to get some soccer balls and random balls and like put them in the grass and try to run across them and I came like nowhere close ever in all of my attempts mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. pretty much gave up because I thought it was too dangerous. Bowling balls! Okay, um. Yeah. Maybe not next time, Matt. Just just saying. <laughs> I I was really bummed nobody got to the warped wall. Because I... Yeah. I, to my knowledge, you had to, like, push a block back and... A tire. Oh, okay, a tire back. So I knew it was something. But you had to push a tire back, and however far back you pushed it, that was the run-up you had for the warped wall. So it was really, mm-hmm. uh, really creative. So, that didn't take up nearly as much time as I thought it would. Oh. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? Uh. Oh, do we want to talk about that idea I had? Hmm. want to talk to you about yesterday? Which idea? About baseball.
1: Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so.
0: So, um, as many of you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are technically my baseball team, because, you know, I live in Pittsburgh, they traded... Their best players, they traded Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon and are still lying to their fan base to try to say that they're competing this year. And they just acquired some like random pinch hitter for some reason from like mm-hmm. Philadelphia today. I-, I have no idea what they're doing. Actually, a local radio station is giving away a trip to see Astros and Giants spring training. So you can see how Garrett oh. Cole and Andrew McCutcheon are doing. And you had also mentioned that the Tigers have been in fire sale mode, despite... I mean, Mm -hmm. the Tigers have actually been moderately successful in your lifetime, whereas Mm -hmm. the Pirates have yet to win a playoff series in my lifetime, and will not be doing so for this foreseeable future, or as long as Bob Nutting owns the team. So, I thought, let's abandon our loyalties for the entire season, and each week... We follow a new baseball team. We'll try to get all 28. We worked out that it's like 26 weeks over the course of a season, so we might have to double up at some points. Or Colin suggested like we each root for a different team that week. Like I I know mm-hmm. you had kind of expressed disdain with rooting for the Red Sox, and I had expressed disdain with rooting for the Yankees. Maybe we could do like something like that when they play. Do like a rivalry yeah. like that. So, we're going to go through all 28 teams. We're going to root for them for one week. We're going to learn as much as we can about these teams. We're going to come on the podcast and recap how that team did that week. So, I mm-hmm. I don't know. It could end up great. It could end up horribly, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a chance I'm going to be going to a Milwaukee Brewers game this year. So, that's Jeez. not something I expected. You know, in retrospect, we should have, like... Entrance music for Colin or something. I'm just imagining like WCW Goldberg. We just knock on his door and then I don't know, like spark. We get like the sparkles, sparkles. I don't know. What, what, what the hell do you call those? Like this with the sparks shooting out? I was trying to say sparklers and then just had a derp. What? No, nothing? No one?
2: Uh. I'm trying to find out what you call those kind of sparkler pyro
0: things. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, uh, everyone say hello to Colin. Actually, <laughs> don't, because we can't hear you, so that'd be kind of creepy. Uh, Colin, how are you doing?
2: <laughs> Good, about so. Uh,
0: did you do anything of interest this past week that you would like to share? Um. Not not our surprise. I'm saving that for the end.
2: Wait, 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 what do you mean?
0: I, I mean, you, you said you planned something.
2: Oh, this, but, that. But
0: don't don't tell us that yet. I was just wondering, you know, have have you done anything interesting? Ha, have you, you know, encountered something funny that you'd like to share? Or perhaps you uh baked something good recently.
2: <laughs> I really wish I had something to say here, but it was a pretty typical week.
0: Huh. Well, nothing wrong with those. So, as you know, the showcase is under crucial construction, as Colin would say. And Actually, I
2: had another surprise mentioned for later.
0: Yes, I, I, I know. I know. To,
2: no, no, I wanted to do another surprise at the end, but it relates to the showcases.
0: Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe that's our under maintenance. We'll see. So, as you are aware, Colin, uh, this past Sunday there was an important sporting event. Yes, there was a an team important episode th- of football There an <laughs> I- important sporting event Involving a team from Philadelphia With uh, important Ramifications On the sporting world Actually I don't remember the score of that Let me look it up 41 to
1: 38 I think Right now 41 to 32
0: I think 32 Thank I you. think
2: 33.
1: I think it was like 41 to
0: 33. Uh, I am pleased to report that the Villanova Wildcats beat the Seton Hall Pirates 92 to 76. What? (laughs) Also, oh yeah, there was that really big hand deck game. Anyway, (laughs) I have prepared in honor of the Super Bowl a Uh special Super Bowl edition of Two Truths and a Lie. Hmm. Uh, Do you guys remember how to play Two Truths and a Lie?
2: Not I never knew in the first place. This is the first time I'm hearing of this game. Oh,
0: I don't know. It's like, I feel like it's a pretty common icebreaker in, like, normy social groups.
2: That's probably why I've never heard of this before.
0: This is a fair point. I'm going to present you three statements. As the name implies... Three. Two, yeah, fair point. I'm going to pre- present three statements. Two of them are truths. But one of them is a lie.
2: Dun, dun, dun... Anyway, you have
0: to tell me what the lies. all right uh, do we do take first? turns or well you you're both gonna guess on each one. We're gonna we're gonna alternate for fairness who goes first though. I.
2: so so we both do this instead of taking turns? basically okay.
0: here is uh, set number one. there are seven in total. Super Bowl 52 was the Philadelphia Eagles first Super Bowl victory. Super Bowl 52 was the first major sports championship between the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL for Philadelphia since 1983. Super Bowl 52 was Patriots head coach Bill Belichick's 11th Super Bowl as an assistant or head coach.
1: First and third are true second ones. lie.
2: Now that whole, like, how long in Philadelphia. I don't know there are other sports, but like people weren't really talking about that after the Super Bowl, so I'm going to go with the second one as the lie.
0: And in fact, the lie is number two. Yay. The Philadelphia Phillies won Philadelphia's last championship in 2008. Alright, here's set number two. Super Bowl 52 set the record for most passing yards between two teams in an NFL game. In any NFL game, excuse me. Jake Elliott's 46-yard field goal is the longest field goal by a rookie in the Super Bowl. The Patriots' 33 points are the most points scored by a losing team in the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, man, this one's tricky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the, the highest losing score,
1: and being the lie. First and third are truths again, and second is a lie.
0: All right. Cullen goes three, Philip goes two, and the lie was number one. Well it did set the record... It's oh, a
2: Super Bowl record, a 9 hole hour record. Oh. I guess I misheard the question. Sit.
1: Thanks for the trick question, my professor from last semester. Jeez.
0: <laughs> well, it did set the record for total yards, a 2012 game between Green Bay and Detroit holds the record for most passing yards at 1,000. Uh, for those curious, the previous record for longest field goal by a rookie was 41 yards. I want to say Norm Johnson, Super Bowl IX for the Steelers, but I could be wrong. And the previous record for losing for most points scored by a losing team in the Super Bowl, I want to say 31 Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl 13.
2: I might have gotten it mixed up with one of the, the conference championships as opposed to that's the Super Bowl somehow. I don't know how that would happen because I probably could have sworn there was a higher losing score before, but I guess not.
0: All right. Uh, this one is all about our favorite Bieber haired quarterback. We're talking, of course, about Cheat Smith Von girly hair, which was a what? bit that got cut from a previous podcast, so don't worry about it. Here's set number three. Tom Brady is the first quarterback to throw for 400 yards in a losing effort. Tom Brady is the all-time leader in career touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is the all-time leader in career completion percentage in the Super Bowl. That is, number of passes completed out of all passes. I assume there's a minimum number of attempts I didn't look up. Because, I mean, people have gone, like, one for one, but
1: that wouldn't count. I'd say second is the lie. That's super tricky. You're making this super tricky?
2: Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to guess number three is the lie. You know, I do not know his overall stats for, for the Super Bowl.
0: The lie is number
2: three! Hey!
0: Brady is fifth behind Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and Eli Manning. Uh, Tom Brady only has 65.8% of his passes completed in his career. Incidentally, Nick Foles right down there in seventh with
2: 65.1%.
0: On the other hand, Tom Brady, having played in twice as many Super Bowls as any other quarterback, has thrown 18 touchdown passes. Second is Joe Montana with 11. All right, set number four with Colin having a two-to-one lead. And this is about Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the first quarterback to catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles' 373 passing yards is the most by a quarterback in their first Super Bowl. Nick Foles' 373 passing yards is in the top five all-time in a single Super Bowl. <clears throat>
1: I'd say second one. Yeah.
0: Both going for number two. And is is in fact number two. Yay. The record is Kurt Warner with four hundred and fourteen yards in his first Super Bowl, back in Super Bowl <laughs> thirty four. Uh, for those curious, the all time leaders in passing yards in a game are Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner.
1: I thought you said Burt Warner for one of them. (laughs) And in sixth
0: place is Kurt Warner.
1: And Burt Warner.
0: (laughs) Yes, you could forget Kurt Warner's evil twin, Burt. Is there also
2: Ernie Warner?
0: So it's three to two, Colin. We go to set number five. Corey Clement of the Eagles set the Super Bowl record for most receiving yards by a running back with 100. Rob Gronkowski of the Patriots set the Super Bowl record for most receiving yards by a tight end with 116. The Patriots tied the record for most Super Bowl losses with five.
1: I'd say first one. Mm.
0: I'm sorry, Colin, was that in agreement or are you still thinking?
1: That was
2: a mm mm-hmm as in a this. Okay. As in a agreement.
0: Well, you guys are right on the money again. It's number one. James White of the Patriots set the record for most receiving yards by running back in last year's Super Bowl with 110. And should have been the MVP. Immediate bastards. Set I number six. Who, did?
2: who? I forgot who got MVP last year.
0: Cheat Smith fun girly here.
2: I so figured.
0: Here is set number six. Cullen clinging to that one point lead. Rob Gronkowski became the first Patriot to catch two touchdowns in a Super Bowl. The Patriots became the first team in Super Bowl history to not punt in the entire game. Super Bowl 52 was the highest scoring Super Bowl ever. A lot to digest there. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to get number three in the Y. Number
1: three for me, too.
0: Both of you stick to your guns, and in fact, it is number three. Super Bowl 29 was higher scoring by just one point as the San Francisco 49ers defeated the San Diego Chargers 49 to 26. And now, with Colin clinging to that one point lead, it is time for the final set. We're going to have Colin go first because otherwise, if Phillip went first, Colin could just pick the same one and <laughs> secure victory. So Colin is going first. Super Bowl 52 was the first Super Bowl in which both teams missed an extra point. Super Bowl 52 was the first 41 to 41-33 score in NFL history. That's of any game, not just a Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52 tied a record for most field goals in a Super Bowl with five.
2: I'm going to guess number two in the
0: Philip.
1: Yeah, number two is July.
0: Well, we're in agreement because, once again, it is number two. Amazingly, two other games finished 41-33, to 33, with the Eagles defeating the Redskins in 1954 and the Chargers defeating the Broncos in 1960, which means, by a score of 5-4, to four, Colin has won a sports trivia game. Right. <laughs> what a stunning upset we have seen here.
2: I almost thought this was going to get cut because of how slow this is, but I think this is staying in because of how historic it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, we need to put this up in the rafters, like.
1: <laughs> we gotta put it up above the, <laughs> above the Dave and Buster's thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't this and story.
0: We we just need to get a canopy and like put. Uh, like a USB stick with this game on it, along with that basketball. That oh I didn't, I, mean, I don't even remember who punted that. Was it Colin? Yes, yep, it was Colin. I, I thought so because it so, sounded like something. So tell the story
2: to this, tell the story to our readers. Readers, listeners.
0: I think you should because you were the one who did it.
2: Okay, fair enough. So we were at Dave and Buster's, like the three of us. Like This was before A&W 7's Pittsburgh. That, that part's irrelevant to the story, but there was this, like, one, like, basketball thing. Alex was somewhere else in the Dave & Buster's. It's like a
0: pop-a-shot. You, you just throw basketballs <laughs> into a hoop from a short distance. Yeah, it was this,
2: like, well, it was this big one that had, like, two hoops in it as opposed to, the like, the smaller ones with right. the one hoop. It's like, a, it's a basketball arcade game.
0: People have seen basketball
2: arcade games before. Yeah. So, we were doing absolutely terrible at this. Me and Philip were playing this, so jokingly, he tried to kick one in, and it got near the hoop. So I tried to imitate this. I tried to kick it in. It went straight up, bounced off the ceiling, and landed in the canopy of some, like, analog simulated horse racing thing next to it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the horse racing game.
2: Uh, well, that's the whole point of the story. The canopy over, that is where the basketball landed. I did have something else funny planned, but I don't know how much time we are working with in the podcast. Uh, a lot. Oh. Well then. <laughs> so, are we ready to have the tables turned on you, Alex?
0: Oh, boy. I mean, I, I want to remind you that you won that last
1: game
0: <laughs> before you well, decided I this how plan. harsh to be.
2: I planned this, like, I had this idea weeks ago, and it was actually somewhat to their idea. Oh, no. I'm going to ask this man make questions.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, no. I, 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 now,
2: Now, this is for Alex, because Philip might have a chance
1: here. Okay. C- cue the GIF of cue the GIF of uh, Michael Jackson eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get this over with.
2: Okay, I. Some of these are tricky. Some of these should be very easy. Okay. Like I, I tried to put this the difficulty somewhere in the middle because I knew how terrible that this would be. Okay. I don't know where this. One particularly is on the difficulty scale but uh, do you know the first popular anime series to get licensed overseas? Uh I'll give you a hint it it was the loose inspiration for a popular video game series that the publisher of that that series actually did have the rights for at the time.
0: So the anime like, well came before... first and then the video game?
2: Um it it was an anime the Video Game Publisher did have rights to that anime lost that, and another popular series came out that's very loosely based on it. Like, inspired by it more than anything.
0: So, it's gotta be Pokemon, right?
2: <laughs> okay, so, um, got some bad news for you. The video game is Mega Man because the... so is Astro Boy. Oh. It is a very early anime.
0: Um, for, I, I'd like to mention the outside of Pokemon and this one like weird bullshit soccer magic anime that I watched this one time. The only anime I've ever watched was one episode of Bleach that my freshman roommate talked me into watching and I just laughed at how bad all the plot points were. Oh,
2: even anime fans think that Bleach has terrible writing. Okay. Do you have a guess of how many episodes the longest anime has had? Uh, like, of all time?
0: Okay. Well, I know pe- Pokemon has like 800 or 900, so I assume it's longer than that.
2: You were, in fact, correct on that.
0: I'm gonna go like 1500.
2: Well, I have some news for you.
0: Oh no! So oh,
2: no. there was this so opera that started oh, in nineteen sixty nine I've
0: heard of this I've heard of this because sometimes mm-hmm. I just go on like random Wikipedia articles with mm-hmm. lists, and one of them was like longest running t v shows, and I've mm-hmm. heard of this, so that means that's got to go like three thousand or four thousand episodes right
2: Well, it started in nineteen sixty nine yes and still is to this day yes it is at Apparently, I checked this before we record. It is at two thousand five hundred and twenty-three episodes okay, before right. the one that airs on Sunday in
1: Japan. Apparently, uh, which uh, what uh, what shows this call again?
2: Sazay-san. I, I don't think it's really notable. Like we, all of us would probably be bored if we wanted, but, but for the, Sierra record that whole. Is uh-huh. what makes it notable. Are you ready for a hard one?
0: Yeah. Those weren't the hard ones? <laughs> uh, well,
2: if it makes you feel any better, this is the hardest question on the, the list now. Let's get easier from here. Okay. What are the four major demographics for, for anime and manga?
0: Alright, well, kids is obviously one.
2: Could you be more specific?
0: Oh. Uh, well, probably, like, there, there's gotta be enemies for, like, younger children. Obviously, they're not gonna watch, like, the slasher shit that you guys would watch.
2: Well, yes, but that wasn't one of the ones I was factoring. I said the four are as in the ones that get the most series.
0: Okay. So, we'll go, like, young children, pre-teens, teens, and, like... 18
2: to 30 type. Okay, so you are somewhat on the right track. There's Sonen, which is for younger boys and does go up into the teens. Okay. And there's Sozo, which is for younger girls, which also goes from kid to teens. Okay. And then you have Seinen, which is for adult males. And then you have Zose, which is for adult females. And you. I haven't even... Like I haven't even seen a Zose series. Like seen a like a few. Isn't episodes your whole of thing one.
0: that you're obsessed with like that one series about fairies or whatever? Because we keep hearing about that like magic dream girl or whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me explain something to you. That that's actually a Zoner. That there are there is a in Maho Sozo, not to be confused with the Sozo demographic. Even though there's a lot of them that are in there, but there are plenty of magical ghosts that are in different demographics, like there's Nanoha, which is a and in AMA, which is adult male demographic. There's Nanoha, which is uh, Madoka, and that's people Mad- can't even figure out what demographic is because it covers so much. So,
1: Monica Magica is so weird. So, yeah, So it's not
0: like a My Little Pony situation where it's like designed for young girls, but in fact draws adults. Well, names. there are
2: plenty that like, a good majority of that genre is in the sozo demographic, the young females, but not all the ones in that genre are in that demographic.
0: Oh yeah, because I remember you showing us that one thing where it's like that... The, those like superhero girls where it's like powerpuff girls the aggressive musical or whatever what I, I don't know i remember colin telling me about this one anime i hope you don't mind me keeping this where it's like uh, these like girls and they're like flying and their attacks are by singing so they have to sing oh that is get their attacks in except it, I, I seem to remember they were like battling this like really giant robot monster thing which doesn't seem like something that would appeal to young girls but
2: they like actually i think i know the one they're talking about like like did they have like sort of technology looking suits i have no recollection that's... of
0: this whatsoever other than it was okay, just so... fl- flying girls who attacked by singing
2: but the attack by singing that makes me think they're talking about senki zesso Senfu and that's actually a sonen anime
0: and which one is that again
2: Lunger males, that the one that could be that's more the teen demographic of the that main demographic. Uh, I see. But it is a son in AMA. Ah.
0: Uh, so they think that teen boys are going to enjoy a show about Have you
2: seen the fights in this show?
0: Clearly <laughs> not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs>
2: okay, like they're they literally have ripped apart tanks
0: by singing.
2: Well, that, the singing activates fun. the relics, which is what their powers come Oh, yeah, obviously.
0: How, how could I forget that? It activates the relics. <laughs> Everyone knows and that it activates the relics. relics. Are... Come on, I should have known that.
2: I mean, these relics are based on ones from mythology all around the world, like you've got Norse mythology, cento mythology, like, there's a whole lot of like mythology around that where they get the the story from. Okay. Okay, well we got some easier ones now. Oh, okay. So do you know those I this is probably just grass trying to get something they might get. But do you know those meme like anime opening things? Like I've seen like one for like Roman Reigns and one for Floyd oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. house. Do you know what anime those come from?
0: Uh I know. The first one's from Evangelion. I know, because I... You
2: got that right. You got that right. Because I... Those were the memes I was referring to. I listened
0: to the soundtrack of that a little bit, because it's actually really good. (laughs) The music for that is really good. I've never actually seen the show, so I don't know what goes on.
2: I wasn't asking for you to tell me anything about the show other than the title. Uh, And you got that right. The
0: the Cory and the Dad one... I I that was intentional by the way. I I I'm serious that was intentional. Um uh Cory in the House
2: No, there was, was I did sell the one that was a Cory in the House parody of the Heaven Galleon opening.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. all I know is that oh. the, isn't like the Attack on Titan intro a meme or something? Yes,
2: the the first opening, this yes. okay.
0: I swear I her that they only had, like, one season, and then they got a second season.
2: Well, it was... The first season was, it's like, one of those ones that I was talking about earlier that goes between two airing seasons. And then the second one, like, was, like, a single season one. I see. Okay, this next one isn't anime in particular, but there are plenty of anime that have them, so I... Decides to throw this in to be nice. Do you know what a kaizu is?
0: Uh, I'm cutting this, but isn't there, like, a fake wrestling promotion called Kaiju Big Battle? Where they have, like, the fake Godzilla, like, knocking down, like, cardboard buildings. Actually, I cannot cut this, because I remember I saw it in an ESPN video.
2: Oh, this apparently does exist.
0: I, I, oh, you didn't know about that? I did not! Oh! Uh, no, like, I, I, sw- I saw, like, an ESPN did a documentary, or, or, like, a like a couple minute video about it. Must have been, like, in their related videos or something. I was like, what's this about Godzilla wrestling now? So I looked at it, but, um, I, I'm serious, that actually is where I've heard of it. Oh! Uh,
2: I believe you. Hon. I just did not realize this promotion existed. <laughs>
0: Um, so I'd say it's more of like a. like a Godzilla type, like monster tears down the city.
2: Yes, it re- literally means Brain's Beast, and it's usually what's referred to the. like, it's usually what they call the genre of those things like Godzilla or Mothra or. or like. creatures like those. Toho is a studio that has made a lot of those movies because they own the Godzilla franchise. Okay, so we'll give you a really easy one to finish this off because after Lane, like, having a segment for me that actually has hands of Lane, we will be very nice here. Okay. Just name one Miyazaki Hayao film. Just, just name any of them.
0: And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They really don't know this. This is probably the easiest question in the whole thing.
0: The funniest thing is, I've heard of him. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've seen his face. Have
2: you heard of Studio Ghibli?
0: No. Uh, wait. The name rings a bell, but I... Only the name. Like, I would have no idea, like, what it's about or who the characters are or that it was a movie. I've just heard that
2: is a before. studio that makes the that is his the studio that he made oh. to make these movies. Case
0: in point, I thought you were going to tell me that that was an anime.
2: So, <laughs> and here I thought this would be the easiest question on there, and I almost thought it was would be a dummy question. Yeah, here, here of... let, let
0: me give you an easy question, Colin. Name a USHL team.
2: What the hell is USHL team? Exactly. <laughs> They probably, probably might have heard of some of these if I lifted them off. Okay, go ahead. Okay, have they heard of, like, Spirited Away, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mon? Okay, any of those? Uh,
0: Spirited Away rings a bell, but I don't think I knew that that was an anime.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the segment here, because. Because <laughs> I didn't write more, actually.
0: <laughs> 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 what, what was this about a showcase that you were telling us about?
2: Oh, yes. So, here's a, a surprise that we didn't expect coming. I, you did the offer to write a showcase that I would take part in, and I refused. I thought about it a little. I realized, you know what, I do want to do a showcase about Philip, but I will write it.
0: Oh. See, so you should have told me this. I would have written
2: one this week, but okay. See, see, I, I just figured Philip would be funnier because of how Memey some of his showcases have been.
0: Okay.
2: Like, I, I want to emphasize that was
0: spelled M E M E Y and was an adjective. We know it's pronounced meme. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> meme.
2: And I also want Philip to write one because he makes some, the hilarious showcases so, so and doesn't you, break tape dispensers.
0: So you two want to write showcases against each other?
2: Yes, that is the idea.
0: Philip, do you accept? Yes. And it is set. All right. That is the end of this podcast. Uh, we've certainly set up an exciting episode for next week. Uh, until then, we are.
2: I'm Colin.
1: We are Fox Sports.
2: And I Isa funny sports came on this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: Philip are you gonna sign off.
1: Uh yeah. I just lost to Colin. Uh <laughs> are, are you, Colin is the new sports trivia master are, are, here. Are you
0: going to say your name or not?
1: Oh yeah, I'm Philip. And I'm Alex, Hi.
0: reminding you that this podcast has actually been a tight end. See you next week. <laughs>